Welcome back to the Hill of V podcast. Um, we're on episode number 15, and we're getting ready for the Cincinnati game this Saturday. West Virginia is coming off of a um, less than absolute beatdown. Yes, less than impressive performance against Oklahoma, 59 to 20. Um, Trent, what would you like to say to the fans? This is when I would like to issue my public apology for saying last week we were going to see Nailbro Masterclass. Um, I'd like to say I don't think we're going to see too many more Neil Brown master classes to come because I don't know how much longer we'll have him. <laughs> so that was my public apology, and I'm sorry to all the fans that had to sit there and hear that Neil Brown was going to have a master class last game because it just did not happen at all. Ladies and gentlemen, for the second week in a row, we are joined by special guest star Trent Parsons. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hunter is absent, and Hayden is here. Yes, Hayden. sir. Uh, Every week, I Mr. Reliable right here. That's that's true, except the one week where you weren't Mr. Reliable. Ah, uh, that's that's true. <laughs> but hey, I was there. I felt that yeah. it's all good. Trent, yeah, Trent has three appearances. I had unforeseen circumstances yeah. that night. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I've been the only member. To appear on all 15 episodes. It's because he absolutely has to. It, it's <laughs> off his laptop. <laughs> enough, enough of uh, enough of that. Hey, Hanson, what are your thoughts from this Oklahoma game? What? Your takeaway? Oh, um, I think Garrett Green is now human. Okay, because there's for a, a, a few weeks he was looking kind of, you know, yeah, I, no, I top agree. 10 Heisman candidate. You know, a top 20. But still, you know, it it's it's the first game this year where I could say he did not play good. Yeah, that's where where he did not help us in the yeah, game. He missed missed a lot of throws. Missed a bunch of throws. Now, which, now, like, I mean, the wide receivers aren't getting open either. Yeah, and and that's partly coaching. We're not calling the right the play, route. Yes. Yeah, 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 that falls right into my point of the <laughs> takeaway of the game. Um, the pass game just isn't there. We rely so much on the run. And whenever you get down 50 points, you can't run the ball anymore. Yep, you can't yeah. run the ball anymore. So Keep then the you have moving. to throw to, oh, let's take a shot here. I don't know. I Which wide receiver do I want to call out for not being able to get open? Because I call any of them out. How about we just say as a group they didn't As a group, they played <laughs> absolutely awful. Yes. I mean, yep, there was zero separation on the field. It's no, just bad. No, was, I mean, Garrett Green didn't help them. But no, and, but they didn't help him. No, because some of them, you know, it did hit him in the hands. We never really like to call out players on the podcast, but I would just say one player in general. Uh oh, just there was a play there. I, I know, I saw um, the play on Twitter, the replay on Twitter, and I saw a couple of people tweet about it, um, or X, whatever it's called. Just his Twitter did not look like this particular receiver was trying. Just kind of looked like he was jogging um, towards the ball, and it actually, um, I'll, I'll say enough because you'll be able to identify if I um, go into any further detail. But we all know who it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pathetic. It's the only word to describe it. I mean, yeah. If I, uh, he's just gonna get ripped in film, and I hope so. I hope Maybe. I hope he does too. Because I think I know who we're talking about yes. too. Yes. All right. Well, let's move. Has on. he been mentioned on the pod before? No comment. Let's, Let's move, move on. on. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, 
my takeaway, um, another another critical, and it's hard not to be critical because so many things went wrong um, last Saturday. The point is, and it's five years. We're five years in. Um, we're kind of being a dead horse here with talking about Neil Brown, but Neil Brown cannot win big games. But is it a dead horse? I mean, I I feel like we're gonna have him for the next couple of years, guys. Yeah, I. It, well, he just the fact is just he can't win no, big games. He, he no, had I a saw chance. this stat line. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I saw it. It was on Twitter. Neil Brown has zero wins versus teams who finished in in the uh, top twenty-five. I saw that. Game. Yes. Is that not just absolutely atrocious? It is zero it is. wins against teams that finished in the top twenty-five. It's ab- yeah, it's absolutely unacceptable. Five years. He still he still has a losing record. Yeah. He has a losing record at WVU. I also want to yeah that that's big games that goes back to the big games things. But uh, Houston was a big game not because that was a huge game. not because of the opponent but because of West Virginia undoubtedly would have been ranked. It would have been ranked. I think we would have been four and one. Yes, would have been ranked after or five and one maybe four and one. It may have been five and one. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Penn State loss, Pitt win. Yeah, no, you're four and one. You're Texas right. Tech win, TCU win, Houston loss. Yeah, yeah four and one. Yeah, um, it's just there's been a coach who has ties to West Virginia, may I say, from Clarksburg, that has recently been let go of his head coaching position, Hanson. Jumbo Fisher. Jumbo <laughs> Fisher's right. Jimbo. Um, a lot of talks about Jimbo maybe coming to West Virginia. I just don't see it personally. I see it as a huge risk on his end. I mean, yeah. WVU as a whole is just kind of... I think we're sinking ship. <laughs> I, I, I really do. That's fair to say, and it's so hard to accept that because... I mean, it, it could have been, been different. It's been five years. Well, it, it could have been, been different. The, the the decisions that have been made, um, leading up to Neil and everything as well, with even with basketball too, it's just kind of like it's kind of destined to happen. Let's talk from an optimistic standpoint. No, okay. Oh, 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 okay. I'll say one more thing. It's like our culture at LAWU has changed. Yes. It's it, it's like we have a like losing culture now. We do. Yes. It's like it's like every year we just you know, in these like super close games we always lose. Yeah. See, if if you got a, a like winning culture, you win those games. Yeah. It, it, we just don't and I, and I don't know what changed. I will say it all started, you know, about 20 2019. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Yeah. Though. It's yeah. crazy well, how let's, it works. Let's hop into that. No, but no, let's re-sign him. Let's hop into actually looking at Jimbo and what he's done at Texas A&M. That he's had a few years of being about an average to above average team in the toughest conference in the country. Yeah. Um, what concerns me though is he had a t- t- number one class last year. The right? number one recruiting class. Yeah, but he didn't do anything with it. Um, well, that's, that's just not enough. In, in today's game, you need you also need a high transfer class. Too. Yeah, you, you need transfers. And, but <clears throat> those are still freshmen. Yeah, we have to look at it. Yeah, inside. yeah. I mean, Garrett Green, the be- one of the best players on our team. I won't say the complete best because you know it's you have so many different positions on the field. But he's a leader and known as the best player on our team right now. 
Um, he wasn't. I don't know if he could have thrown him out there as a freshman and him been anything. You know what I mean? No. So when you look at these kids, you have to let them grow. This year, Texas A and M. Uh, I know last week they were six six and four. Yeah, six and four. Their losses have been against all ranked opponents this year. They started with a loss to Miami, who is a a much above average team in what nobody expected in the ACC this year. Yeah. Not a bad loss there. Uh, a loss to Alabama by six. Not a bad loss. A loss to Tennessee by seven. In Tennessee. Not an awful loss. No. Tough place to play. Lost to Ole Miss by three at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss only has one loss, yeah. These aren't bad losses. He's no. not underperforming. They're just playing better opponents. It's yeah. also big games, though, and he's got to come out with at least one of those. But you're not <laughs> having those big games in the new yeah. Big 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimbo yeah, know, Fisher would destroy the new Big 12 conference. That's If if we can get players to come here. He yeah. did. He, he got them to go there. At WVU is not Texas A&M. He's, it's still Jimbo Fisher. There's there's also just been a lot of talks that some donors would be willing to fork over more money if um, West Virginia went out and got Jimbo. And that makes sense because Jimbo, I'll, I guess I'll say it, he's a proven winner. He won a national championship at Florida State. Any, any way you look at it, even though he's had his struggles in recent years, he won a national championship, which is more than any coach ever did at West Virginia. And I've, I've seen a lot about the possibility of him actually coming, and people are like, oh, it's never going to happen. Dude just got paid. You're right, he got paid millions of dollars. He doesn't need the math. Yeah. There's something prestigious about going home and winning something. Yeah. And I think Jimbo's one of those guys that would want to do that for his legacy, for his career. And I know it would help out all of us. So if oh, we can yes. make that happen. If we can win. Then if we can make that thing happen. Is, I, I see think, it as – a big risk on his part. It, it, like if he comes back home, and and that and that doesn't perform, it's it's his home state is now yeah, not going to like him. But what? So that's he a, comes back home after not perf- not performing. Oh, uh, oh you can't say that it's not here. fair. Though. That is that is a, a, well, in his home state. If he comes home, he's, he's coming over with this baggage that Neil Brown has left. First of all, but uh, uh, okay, the amount of hype that's going to be on the team. It, it, it's is there really hype, hype though? There, there'd be hype. There'd be hype. There would be, there would be hype. But you're not saying all oh, they're going to the national championship. You know what I mean? No, but if he goes six and you know, yeah. six and six, he, he has, has a worse record than Neil Brown. Then he's going to get. I just see no chance of that happening. It could though. It, 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 really it could, but it's. I mean, let's let's step back to reality here. Jimbo Fisher's not losing to um, Houston. He's not losing to Houston. I'll put it out there right now. We don't lose that game with Jimbo Fisher as our head coach. I don't think we're in that game. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought you were taking it like reading blown out. Yeah, no, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, you go in there. It's not a game. Yeah, it's just not in that last situation, guys. We have gone on this big long tangent. I, I will say one thing. You you, you said um, I wanted to get this point across before we um, jump topics. Um, you're talking about hometown, and that's or home state, and that's interesting. Just because that kind of happened to um, Coach Stu, Bill mm-hmm. Stewart. Um, a lot of hype 
after that Fiesta Bowl, and then um, kind of had a down year his first year, but and then the fans kind of just wanted him turned out. on him. Yeah, which is, I mean, that year he went nine and four still, which is. <laughs> I know everyone's something gonna, we dream of right well, now. Well, and there be there will be people saying it was in the old Big East and blah 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 blah. But I'll counter this just because I'm a known Bill Stewart supporter and defender. <laughs> um, it's the best first year that a West Virginia head coach um, has had ever, nine and four, and people are like, "Oh, you had Pat White still and Noah Devine." They lost a ton of seniors who were important on defense and on offense. So they obviously lost um, Slayton, but other key players as well. I've, it's been a while since I've looked into it, but I know they lost a lot of players, and they're just thinking, oh, because we have you know, Pat White and Steve Slayton, we're going to be good. No. So there's always some resentment to that. But I, home, you know, there's always that – Extra pressure. That's yeah, what I'm trying to get. Yeah, we come extra back pressure. Home. If you're from the state of West Virginia, extra pressure to succeed. And and I don't want to make it sound like I don't want him. I d- I would 100 percent do want him. I just I'm I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I really don't think he's coming. Okay, but just to throw this out there, what would be your expectations if we get Jimbo this off season? Bring him in next off season. What what would be your expectations for the team going into next year? Seven and five. I think more so than record, just kind of want to play better. If that makes sense. Well, you, no, no, I, no, I, I, like, I do get what you're saying. I kind of just so be it isn't gonna make sense, but it's like the Big Twelve title. No, I'd say more just. Play a close oh, game. Okay, yes. I don't see why we shouldn't be in contention for the. Big I agree. Yeah, we yeah. should be in the. All the teams are the same. But <laughs> I don't want to hold. Okay, you got to look at this. First year head coach at West Virginia. He doesn't really have any of his players. Yes, he'll get transfers and all that, but it's not his players in the system. So I don't think we should expect too too much. I agree, but I just want to see improvements. I guess just how we play, like. Like, we saw Oklahoma wasn't even close. Um, Okay, I know what you mean, though. There's some plays that we just don't make. Like, like only third and shorts and stuff. It just, just, we don't look like a normal football team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I think more so record in the first year, at least. Second year, you guys were looking at record. First year, obviously, I think. Just improvement. Three things, if we can do it. At least least make a bowl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bowl game for sure. I say, I say top, top half of the Big Twelve, a top 30, 35 recruiting class. Which I think is, I think it's almost bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a lock. And, and like I said, I just want to see improvement in big games, games that we should not be in. Can we be in? The, not saying we win those games in year one. Can we be in those games? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And you never know, you might win a couple of those. So So let me flip the question now. What are your expectations or projections if we bring Neil Brown back next year? Okay, if I, I you know, I don't want to I don't want to be negative, but <laughs> I think we need to say this too. I think we barely 
he get bowl eligible next year. Yeah. Well, I do. I think we're going to re- – because I think we got lucky on a couple games this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, also want to say – We had a cupcake schedule. Just so. for this season, I know we were saying it before. I know teams have been worse than what we thought, but I think I predicted 8-4. and four. I think it was 8-4 and four and, like, 5-7 and seven was my floor. I don't – I think it was 8-4, and 4-8. Four, four and eight. So eight and f- it looks like I'm not trying to jinx. Um, it looks like we're gonna go eight and four. Yeah, probably. But that's before the season. That's before we knew that these teams that we're playing are just horrendous. Bad. They're atrocious. They're bad. So that's Big kind of a bad spot. But you see what I mean? Neil's is going to not exceed, but he's gonna meet my prediction or expectation. But I'm still not convinced. No. That just tells you the. Subpar job that he's doing. Man, the football team is so inconsistent. So, I've never seen a team play so good one week and then look like a like D three football squad. So yeah. basically, this is how I'm going to break it down. <laughs> oh, for, for next year, yeah. For, like, we have, no, we no, 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 no. Oh, for this year, okay. For the future of WVU football, <laughs> if we keep Neil Brown, we're letting mediocrity. And middle tier stay. I'd saying we're okay with being a 500 football team every year, and if we go over that, be happy. If we go under that, be sad. And I'm tired of it. Yeah, you got to bring in somebody that's going to get wins, that's going to compete, that's going to make your program excel. And we're just not doing that by bringing in mediocrity every single year. I I think that's fair, but. Like it's the money thing, I think, with Neil Brown, because because I don't think Ren Baker even believes him. There's no way he does. No, I, it's I, just the money, probably. I'll, I'll say, say this: I never let's, let's start donating our <laughs> all all our paychecks to the. So guys, I'm gonna hit big. I'm gonna <laughs> quit my job, start sports betting, start I sports hit, betting, continue my <laughs> sports betting addiction until I hit big, and I will. This is my vote right now to send all my money to Mr. Ren Baker <laughs> and get Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. Right, right. now. Here, Here at the HODP Podcast, we do not condone sports betting. So, But I feel like that's a very important um, point you just made. Uh, sports <laughs> betting and donating all your money to Ren Baker because we are that fed up. Yeah, we're that sick of it. But and I've been I've been with Neil Brown this year. I think he's had a good year for what we thought. But we also just it's just every other team. Like every other team is just so bad. <laughs> every good team we played and got I killed. Think that's what makes me even got more killed mad. by every good team. Yeah, that's what we makes beat me two even and eight pit like six to twenty. Yeah, seventeen is we beat two TCU was our Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. it's just and not two, good. And we blocked two kicks that game. <laughs> yes. The world's got to fall apart to get a win against a mediocre team. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Fraudulent. Straight up fraudulent. That's. And we're all thinking it. We just don't want fraudulent. I'm going to rein it in just a little bit and say, I don't think I gave my expectations for next year if Neil Brown stays, but I'll give them here. I think you got to at least get... I think you got to at least get nine. Just to be okay, what are your expectations? Oh, I not what he needs. To no, get. not what, what he needs. Expectations. I don't what know if it matters what he needs anymore. Seven. I seven. I, I say we get six wins. And you don't think year. they're keeping him with seven? 
They they're gonna keep him with seven this year. I don't think they're gonna keep him with seven next year. It probably not next year because I think his contract is up next year, right? I I have no idea. This has been the longest. I I've heard he's been here for like seven years. <laughs> I've heard I've heard all his contract. It's it's about yeah, it's about to end this year. Oh. Everybody's oh, gonna, he magically gained another. Oh, he got signed again. <laughs> but no, um, I never root against West Virginia. I don't think I don't root do against. Ever. No, ever. We hope we hope he wins out. And honestly, you could make a case if he goes nine and four with a bowl win. Another school might be calling his name, and that would be the best of both. That's awesome. Please. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a very very long shot because I'm not sure. He would need to go to unless he goes to five. Unless he needs to, yeah, I was gonna say unless he pulls a Dana and goes down. down. But I just don't see a power five offering Neil Brown after a nine and four. I don't see anybody offering him except if if it's like Boston College or something. I can see Boston College wanting Neil Brown. (laughs) Maybe Um, he might try for a good group of five, but other than that, because he's got to know that the expectations for him. Next year are going to be huge. Yeah, so it's kind of like he he needs to get out before he gets fired. I don't know. He might feel that way. So what a world! What a time! Yeah, what a time! What WVU sports, huh? Yeah, this this is what makes us fans, right? We're still watching. Every game? Somehow, every, every game, and I watch this Saturday, and I watch the meaningless Baylor football game next weekend. It's, it's almost, almost like, like a form of torture. It really, it, it really is, you know. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's self-inflicting because we're doing it to ourselves. But it's still, it's still torture. <laughs> I feel awful for my kids already. Oh yeah, yeah. These my kids are we gonna. Missed, I mean. Get, Hey, get born into it just how I was. They're not gonna have a chance, and I didn't get to see the glory days. I, I started. I wasn't out. quite old enough. I'm only 19. I, I mean, quite we, old we at least got to sit through a little bit of table and. and yeah, but see, I I didn't really, you know. I, I mean, we got Will Greer was, for years. Yeah. <laughs> and that's eight the and four wins. Yeah, that's highest, the best. His highest win count was eight, eight and four. Wins. Will Greer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, don't get me started on that year. Yeah, I mean, see, losing culture, losing. We can't win big games, and why? No other schools like that. What? Not one. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. saying. I also think Dana did not help the culture whatsoever. No, I don't think he did. Besides that Orange Bowl, which, and I was like 12 years old. <laughs> I'm not saying you could, but you could stick someone a little bit better than Neil Brown on that team, and they're going to win the Orange Bowl too, or at least make it to the Orange Bowl because <laughs> we were playing a really bad schedule that year. That team. That team went nine and three in the regular season. They just got help from the what is it? The cannibalistic Big East. They just <laughs> the cannibalistic Big East. I've never heard that before. They just beat each other up. Um, that's what the Big Twelve is now too. Yeah. Everybody yeah beats each other. That's the thing that I'd never understood. That they got lucky making it to the Orange Bowl. So great year, but. It was, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, we went uh, down about a 45-minute yeah. rabbit hole about Jimbo Fisher. If you so believe it, we're only on minute 24. Are you serious? <laughs> it feels like we've been on yeah. this podcast forever. forever. Yeah. All right, so let's hop into our, our uh, keys, our, to, this keys to the game. Oh, we're, yeah, we didn't even do those yet. Yeah, we didn't no, even do the keys yet. We're lacking. I got... 
a big one. Don't, don't play down, down to the competition. competition. And and I think that's huge there. We play. I mean, we play close every game. That's Mountaineer culture. Except, except BYU. And, yeah. It, it is Mountaineer culture. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it doesn't feel the same anymore. It's like. Yeah. It's like we go into every game knowing that we're going to lose. Okay, this is a perfect example of it. Michigan doesn't go into Rutgers and just win by two. No, they go into Rutgers and destroy them. I mean, it's just it's completely different. We play like Penn State in the Big Ten, if that, if, if that makes any sense. Every team, every game's close. Every game is close, Trent. Look through their schedule. Except they win those games, but... Yeah. I don't know who else to compare him to. Maybe Gosh. Iowa. I'll tell you the only team you can compare him to, and it's from the NFL. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I'm a Steelers fan, and I have to watch the Mountaineers. Gosh. And the Mountaineers 2.0. And then I have to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers 2.0. It is the most miserable thing that you can ever put yourself through, is being a fan of those two teams. That's that's why, that's why I also became a Dolphins fan. In, in, in 2016, I've been. A, He's a bandwagon. Bandwagon Dolphins fan. I was a fan. Yeah. I was a fan when they went six and ten with Fitzmagic, buddy. But anyway, I've been like, a Bungles fan since Carson Palmer. I do. I do like the Steelers, and I watch the Steelers. And I, let's, you know, I'll say one thing: offense is awful, so it is torture. Yes, you're 100 percent right. It's the worst brand of football on the offensive side that you can possibly watch. It's it's the only play calling worse than the Mountaineers. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah, that's true. If you can believe that, that's it. It's try to sit through true. a game. I dare you. It's 100% true. The, the defense is legit the only reason they have won I guess this games. is a Mountaineer podcast. Play, play a little <laughs> drinking game for, with yourself. Every time they run on third down, on third and long, <laughs> and you were gonna be which the Steelers or both? Both. <laughs> you're oh, gonna have God. a long weekend, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Short weekend. We can, <laughs> we're gonna be down and out. Hey, what do you got for this week against Cincinnati? Um, I gotta see what I wrote down here. Cincinnati is three and seven and one and six in the Big Twelve. Yeah, and, that, and that's awful. Um. Oh, get the passing game. Gotta get passing game. Bro. It it's gotta come back. It was absolutely non-existent last week, and I think I think we already were talking about it. Some of it's on Garrett. Some of it's on the wide receivers. Yeah. And some of it's probably play calling. Yeah. Because 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 it's not possible that nobody's open every play. Well, I know uh, there's, there's a couple. Pass, yeah, pass protection too was not good. Well, there's pass a couple that the receivers in green. We don't know whose fault that is, but there's a couple plays where the receivers in green were not on the same page. Yeah, like it ran a different route. Yeah, see, it's just it's like whose fault is that? Yeah, I, I like, yeah, I don't know. So. All right, so my key to the game this week is really, really simple, and we are playing three and seven Cincinnati. One and six in conference, and it's act like you want to be there. Sometimes the Mountaineers, they will show up to these games. That's what we're talking about: losing culture. They just come out flat, and they will act like they have never played football in their entire life. Yeah. And all I'm asking, I'm begging, is that you look like it. Is that you go out there and you just act like you want to be there? Go out there and have some fun playing football, fellas. (laughs) That's what I'm asking for. 
I hear you. I see that you didn't call for another Neil Brown Masterclass. I'm week. not calling for Neil Brown Masterclass. <laughs> I, I think my key to the game, or one of the keys to the game, I'm not sure who, I won't um, say who or who didn't say it, but we did talk about the opening script and how you yes, score on yes. the first drive. And they and, and, and it out of the field and did happen. When that happened, I thought we were I thought we were in for a good one. I know, no, I I knew we were gonna lose, dude, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was closer. Less oh, than a minute okay. into the game. Yes, but then they went down and scored super fast. Uh, yeah. And, and, then, and then right when they did that, I knew we can't it can't keep up this pace Because we talked about the play. energy in the stadium, and yeah, think, yeah it was over after. I, I, yeah, I said you said, have to take it, the life out of the fans early. So score on the first drive. Get did that. Yeah, we did. And then they marched down the field and scored it just as fast as we did. And I said, yeah, we can't keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, it's Stoops. I, I don't Stoops. even get started. It's, don't even is, is it Drake? Drake Stoops. I, I don't want to hear about him. We, that's okay. You want to talk about West Virginia culture? After West Virginia culture, letting letting one player beat you. I can't. <laughs> tell you, Gordon, dude. I can't tell you how many times in basketball. Did you see say in basketball we let their star player? We know we're. I guess we're not convinced when we play these basketball teams. We just let their star player score thirty. We dare them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what happens. Football team. Ollie Gordon. Holy three hundred yard game. It's like we bow down. It in football. It's like. Oh, let's arm tackle. Oh. Let's arm tackle the best running back in college football. Oh, in basketball, let's go behind the screen and let him shoot a three pointer. It's let's like put, it's just the West Virginia basketball, culture. Let's basketball, put our worst defender threes. We give up so many corner threes. Let's put our worst defender, Sean McNeil, on Buddy Boheim has thirty five. <laughs> anyway, um, let's stick our worst shooter in the middle of a, a, a freaking two three zone and have him to just start. Trey Mitchell. And, and Trey Mitchell for breaks two. Off the, it was, it was Matthews. Yeah. That's <laughs> even worse. <clears throat> Moving on before we just slander anybody. Yeah, I'll slander Trey Mitchell all day. Oh, yeah. He shouldn't have yeah. never left. No, no, I'm glad he left. Me too. I, actually, I'm sorry, Trey. I actually would really want you back yeah. right about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're gone, so I don't care anymore. Oh, but you're gone. Come back to the call, yeah. <laughs> Pick him. I think he did. Huh? Meet me in the boy lot, Trey. Pick him. There has been... Not, Not a, a new leader, leader but the, for the same third leader. week in a row. What? <laughs> it's been. It's the same leader. You're the same leader as last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, the third week in a row, row, I'm sitting at top, but this time I'm no longer tied for first. Well, that was not dramatic. I should have started with the last. Hanson's in last place. Yep. 81-71. Hunter's in second place with 89-63. and 63. And I am barely in first with 91 wins and 61 losses. <laughs> Um, we do not have Hunter's picks in at the moment, but we can assure you that they will be in before the maybe they will be in. <laughs> they will be in before and if they're not, then he takes a loss on yes. every one of them, and I jump and say, "Hey, it might." He just needs a couple wins, and uh, I just need some help, you know. <laughs> All right, um, let's start it off. Jeez. Um, Oh, Trent has picks, so they're not Hunter's picks, but he has his own picks. Guest so. picker of the week. He's the guest picker of the week. Um, so. It's celebrity. Celebrity guest picker. Yeah. The non-celebrity. Yeah. The non-celebrity guest picker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Starting off. <laughs> uh, 
I, well, I gotta see how many followers you got. <laughs> if it's over a thousand, then check me out. A follower, check, a follower check is crazy. If it's over, okay, guys, it's over a thousand. He is indeed a celebrity. He's a D list celebrity, right? An F list celebrity this week. Check me out, WVU Designs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is not affiliated with the Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to WVU Designs and look at their Instagram page, you can explicitly see that it says not, not affiliated. Go to <laughs> Alright. Anyway. Louisville at Miami. The U. Take it the cards. I'm taking the U. I'm taking Louisville. <laughs> um, all right. Are you changing your pick? Yeah, just okay. in. I have them in my head, not on the paper. Anarchy here at the Hill of <laughs> Studio. <laughs> studio? Absolute chaos. SMU at Memphis. And I'm taking the horses of SMU. I'm taking Southern Methodist as that's a good SMU. I'll take him. That's a good pick, fellas. I have a good feeling. Um, I'm just writing in. Louisville. I know nothing about that game. I do not either, but it's on the slate, so we are picking. Um, game day, App State at James Madison. I'm taking the Dukes. I'm taking the Dukes in a blowout. I'm taking the Appalachian State Mountaineers, and, and, and I'll tell you why. Too much hype going on around there right now. I just say, had college game day there. I say let them bowl. That's what I'm saying. No, I I say let them bowl too. Let them bowl. Let's not get into that conversation because Can we're I? never going to get no, out. No, here on the Hale W Podcast, we're going to take a shot and we're going to call out the NCAA today. <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> call I, out the NCAA. I like it. I want to see chaos. You know, yeah. The NCAA has reprimanded us harshly. Like one battle. And then they're going to, you know, they're going to let James Madison walk scot-free? Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm tired so. of the NCAA anymore. What, what if they're going to do it to us? Do it to other schools. Make it fair, at least. I don't know. I said don't do it to any schools, huh? You know, the way you get around it, the way you get around it is you say, hey, NCAA, we're, we don't need you. Let's unaffiliate ourselves. A new governing body. Oh, be. gosh. NCAA does well in D2 um, and D3 sports, but, I mean, they're just not good for um, FBS football and D1 basketball. They just – that's all you hear about, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's get off of that. Yeah, dude, that's why I'm not saying anything. Like, because if you start talking about that, it's going to be yeah under 45 minutes. The NCAA is, what is it, the not cool yeah, that's enough. athletic that's, agency. That's enough. Athletic association. <laughs> Just call them communists. Yes. Utah at Arizona. I am taking the Wildcats of Arizona here. I'm taking the Utes. I got the Utes. Bad picks, fellas. Wildcats are hot. Hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Illinois at Iowa. I am taking the good old Hawkeyes here. Taking the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes don't lose at home to bad teams. UNC at Minnesota at home, didn't they? Don't believe so. They did. No, I know know they they did. did. They did. did. Uh Uh-oh. 
Bad take. Bad take. Cold take. But the Hawkeyes are still coming out with a W. <laughs> North Carolina at Clemson. I'm taking North Carolina. I'm taking UNC. I'm taking Hill Tartos this week. I'm going to take Clemson at home. That's, That's not, not a bad, bad pick. pick. I just... Vegas yeah. knows better than I do. Yeah. That's usually true. <laughs> <laughs> UNLV at Air Force. I'm taking UNLV just because they lost to Hawaii last week. Ew. Yeah. Stinky. I, I got the Air Force. I'm going with our military. The Air Force, baby. Let's fly. Fly um, Falcons, huh? Fly Falcons. Brain <laughs> rot over here. <laughs> Kansas State at Kansas moving into the Big 12. I got Kansas State. Give me the Wildcats. All right, so at this moment, I think we we don't think Bean is playing. Uh, yeah, I don't think Kansas' quarterback's playing. Either of them. Yeah. So I'm I think going we're on to take third stringer. Now, let me just say, if they, if they were playing, either of them, I'm taking them at home I'm also in a rivalry game. The Jayhawks, but but I just can't get myself to do. I'm taking Kansas by two scores. Kansas, Kansas State, State or Kansas State by two scores. I gotta clarify now. Yeah, I know. Kansas. K State. Texas at Iowa State. Texas. Everybody has Texas. I got the long antlers this week. Washington at Oregon State. I'm taking Oregon State to hand Washington the loss. Taking the Huskies. (laughs) Hanson is rolling with the Huskies. I'm going to take the Huskies as well. And I just don't think that Oregon State's going to be the team to do it. Oklahoma at BYU. You know, I was going to take BYU in this, but, you know, against my better judgment, I'm not going to. But this just seems like a game Sooners would lose because they just kicked the tar out of us last week, and we beat BYU bad. So it, it, it I, I don't know. It's how the league is going this year. I, I feel like BYU is going to win. I'm going to take the Sooners with ease I'm, here. I'm taking the Sooners. I'm just Whatever saying, the spread Oklahoma. is, they're going to cover. <laughs> Um, BYU is not a good football team by any means. They don't have a starting quarterback. They don't have anything, to be honest. <laughs> They're just a bunch of guys running around out on the field, He's and it's going to be absolutely exposed this week by them Sooners. By them Sooners. Baylor at TCU, and all right, I have TCU. I got TCU. Yeah. I got the Bears. That's coming up awful. big this week. Um, I don't think Texas Tech is a very good football team. We watched it. I mean, it's TCU, buddy. Oh, TCU. We watched that, too. Yeah, we watched TCU also. Hey, the whole Big 12 is the same. Anybody can lose on any given day. Give me Baylor just in a (laughs) bad, bad game. In the worst game that you could watch. If you guys have to watch that game, I'm sorry. Okay, State at Houston, and everybody is taking Oklahoma State. So, Oakham. Then we got UCF at Texas Tech to round it off. I have picked the Red Raiders. And Hanson has picked the Red Raiders. And I went with the Knights. And that wraps up Pickens. And like we mentioned um, earlier, we will have Hunter's picks in, hopefully, before the game. Um, and that will wrap it up for the HLV podcast. Um... We hope to see you next week.